We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey, everyone. Before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So, whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Again, that's bwhustle.com slash join. Andy Lou. We just watched Damian Lee hit a game winner. Everything's fine. Championship's still on. <laughs> Everything is fine. Everything's fine. That was uh I knew Steph wasn't gonna shoot that three. Was it was there a doubt? Like there, there was no chance that the Bulls were gonna allow him to shoot the three. I also thought it was pretty funny because I thought if Kelly Oubre for some reason or Andrew Wiggins or someone else had gotten the ball, there was also no way they would pass the ball. And that's kind of what happened with Damian Lee. At least they gave it to the guy who can shoot a shot, right? Like the second yeah, best I was, the I was, um, That's great. Well, he was inbounding. He threw it to Looney, who gave him a dribble handoff. But uh, um, <laughs> I was – I think I texted you. I was, I was joking. I'm like, watch Ubre hit his first three right now. <laughs> um, well, he uh, had a shot there, you know, like, like he's about had a lot 40, of open shots. Okay. All right. <laughs> but about 40 seconds before that, he had, he had an open corner one and he kind of, kind of clacked that one, but yeah, that was a I cool was, ending. I was going to say, um, the reason I didn't think Steph was going to take the shot was I don't think there's anyone who knows how to pass of the ball. Yeah. So I, right, we can go a lot of places on this. So we're recording Sunday night after the Warriors beat the bulls, the lowly bulls, um, well, the lowly warriors too. So <laughs> Uh, They are one and two. They are playing Detroit on Tuesday. And I feel like we probably have to start on Draymond Green, right? Draymond Green and Marquise Chris. So, um, 
at this point, you know, they don't look good. There's no way for you and I to sugarcoat it. We'll get into the details later, but it would be irresponsible to not mention that the second best player isn't playing and they just lost Marquise Chris for the season. I can't tell if, okay, we'll start with Draymond. I can't tell if it's his foot. I can't tell if it's COVID. I can't tell if he's out of shape. He doesn't look fat anymore. So there's that. I can't tell if he doesn't want to play on the team, wearing a clutch shirt on the bench. I can't, I can't actually, tell what it is. I mean, so this is pure speculation. I think it's COVID precaution. Um, and I was debating whether I should put this on the pod, but like what? So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, the reason I think that is because Draymond specifically said, I have to get my wind back. He can't stop talking about how um, good he feels physically and how excited he is to play. Even if you watch this game, I saw a guy who was like fairly excited for his teammates, like clutch sweater aside. He was pretty excited for his teammates. I get the feeling, you know, you can, you can argue over whatever, but I think he wants to play. I think he's excited to just see what happens if he gets out there and um, you know, we've seen him be interviewed twice on Zoom. Both times he had a gnarly cough. Sure. And, I, you know, I, I'm obviously playing armchair doctor here, but I'm getting the impression that the Warriors just don't want to take a risk that he might have any lingering effects. And if that's the case, you know what? You can't blame anyone for that. Like, the last thing you need is a player collapsing because they came back too soon. Sure, yeah. But but who knows? You know, that's like I said, that's me speculating. That's not sourced. That's I, – I don't know anything. I'm just guessing that, that they're slow playing it because of that reason. Because I truly believe if he was – if it was an issue of him not being in shape, why wouldn't you just play him 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, right. And James Harden's like, out there hooping. Yeah, it, I, oh, God. That was amazing. But, uh, yeah, it, why wouldn't you just play him like half his minutes and slowly let him ramp it up? Yeah. No, that, that's fair. I think the only uh, uh, the only thing is like if you are – like how how badly could he be that he can't catch his win? Like I, I just don't – like is he going to be ready? Does that, is he magically going to be ready to go in, on the homestand where they have to play Portland twice? So is he going to sit back-to-backs, right? Um, if you're going to come back and play, you might as well come back and play against shitty teams like the Bulls and, and the Pistons, um, which he's not going to play it looks like on, on uh, Tuesday either. Yeah, and, they uh, they've got us. Yeah, so – I don't know. I, I think either way, you know, it is what it is at this point. He comes back, he comes back, he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't even, like, I don't even know if he'll come back in the next week plus. Like, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be surprised at this point. They're not, they're not saying that he's coming back, Sam. They're just saying that he's out, which, which is kind of a difference. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still don't even feel Maybe comfortable. Maybe we'll get traded. I don't even feel comfortable. Maybe we we'll get traded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just – it doesn't – you know, I, I'm getting positive vibes from the whole situation in wow. terms of his desire to play. So, I really think wow. it's something – you know, the Warriors who have watched KD tear his Achilles, Clay tear his ACL, Clay tear his Achilles, Marquise Chris break his fibula, Steph Curry break his hand – at this point, I don't think that they're in a mood to rush anyone back. So, you know, whatever it is, I do think it's just a precautionary thing. So the transition to Marquise Chris's broken leg, is that was pretty tough. Looked like that was a practice injury on an alley-oop. Um, seemed like one of the things where – like, what can you even say at that point? First of all, Marquise Chris was has played better than Looney and I would say may have even closed – yeah, may have even clo- maybe won't wouldn't have closed tonight's game, but like I'm watching Looney out there tonight, Sam, and I'm like, what does he really do well outside of like even if he even if he knows to get to the place positionally on time, intelligent, even, but even <laughs> if he knows, but even if he knows he's not getting there, how many times tonight did he foul guys just because like he was kind of there but not really there, so he would just end up fouling someone? It's not like he's a great rebounder. It's not like he's getting like. 10, 15 rebounds per 36. I mean, he's only playing because he's smart and because they don't want to adjust the offense, really, right? It reminds me of myself. That's why I don't like watching him so much right now. It's like, man, he just – James Wiseman now, like, he was awful defensively tonight, right? Like, he had no idea where he was going to be. And we um, knew that. So we like, knew that was coming. So um, they kind of had to put him out there. You're not going to throw Pasco out there. So that's another thing where with Draymond, it's like – Well, yeah, they, back, they, there's really only two center <laughs> options at this point. <laughs> that, that's it. And so it's like that. So it's like you can't – if you bring Draymond back, then what they'd probably have to do if they wanted to win tonight is they'd have, probably have to have Draymond, play Draymond at like 20 minutes at center, um, which is probably what you don't want to do if someone's having breathing issues. 
Yeah, or any issue. Like, even if it is a foot issue, you know, you don't want to play them that. So we, we should note this. The Warriors are playing Tuesday against Detroit, and then they don't play again until Friday. So who knows? Maybe he'll play Friday. Maybe everything I'm projecting isn't correct. Maybe he, uh, you know, a week will be all he needs. He is practicing. He is he is running in practice. I have a hard – the more I think about it, maybe it isn't what I think it is. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little paranoid because we're in month nine of lockdown. And, you know what, guys, just forgive me because this stuff gets hard after a while. Sam, Sam just pelotons all day, doesn't leave the house, just feeling insane. He's got cabin fever. He has no idea what's going on. Doesn't even know <laughs> it's December, January, April. Yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's all the same. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's get into it. So the Warriors have played three games. The first two were just, well, all three were disgusting. But um, <laughs> the first two, they got royally destroyed and they couldn't hit a shot. Tonight, they shot decent from three, but couldn't do anything else really well. Um, I guess my question for you is where are you at with this team? And what should we start? be, ex- where should we, yeah, what should we be expecting going okay. forward? At least in the, in the micro, in like this this upcoming week, what are you hoping to see? You can do defense. I mean, I sorry, you can do offense, but I'm gonna, I'm going to stay on the defensive side. I thought I think we did bold predictions like two weeks ago that they'd be a top five defense, but then we were also cluing in that Draymond was going to play. Right, right? He, he's kind of so, a big part of that. He's not playing, but still, they seem to me like they're bottom of the half, like bottom half defense, like top twenty at best right now is where I'd put them. Um, so I don't know if Draymond's going to pump them 15 spots ahead uh, than they're at today, but they look awful. Um, there was too much, like, if you talk about tonight, like, cause I don't, I don't know if you even want to throw the stuff against KD and Kyrie and then, and then Giannis where it's like in Chris Middleton, where it's like, I mean, those guys are going to destroy, but if you're leaving Larry Mark in an open in transition, where just nobody's picking them up just because they have no, no, they have no idea where to go on, on the defensive floor. Like that's the type of shit where you're like, I called it little league basketball. They honestly looked like they were playing little league basketball tonight. Uh, there were times where they throw out a zone and a full court press, Sam, you know who, what kind of teams play zones and full court presses teams that are like 20 point underdogs. Right. And not as, as <laughs> athletic as the other team. Like those are the teams that play the, those type of like, they're playing gimmick style stuff. Um, yeah, it is gimmicky. It for- we made we made fun of the Raptors for playing a box and one against Steph because it's a gimmick. The Warriors are playing gimmick defense, but like that's that's fine. They're also doing it like the entire second half, and then it's even worse because I like I'm fine with the adjustment, but it is gimmicky. But it's even worse when Brad Watermaker and Kelly Uber are getting steals, Sam, and then they're not converting. Right? They're like going to the hole on the other end, then turning it back over. A- like, what is this? I threw out a tweet. Um, what are we watching? Did they did they uh, smoke more layups or <laughs> airball more jump shots? I'm not sure, but there are way too many of both. Uh, they, at at this point, they're an unserious team. Like they're not going anywhere if this is what we're seeing. Now, mm-hmm. I'm willing to give it a little longer because short camp um, and Draymond out and a few other factors. But at the same time, I'm watching other teams and they don't look as challenged as the Warriors do. There's no other way around it. Like they, everyone looks like it's early season, but they don't look as challenged as the Warriors do. Uh, the Warriors did have 17 steals tonight, which feels absurd. The, and, um, and it looked like there were 17 steals. Like the Bulls were terrible tonight. The, yeah, it Awful. did seem like the Awful. Bulls had a hard time getting the ball across half court for a while. <laughs> Miserable. Um, and all, it looked like the Warriors had almost as hard a time finishing a layup. So, I mean, or shooting a shot, shooting any shot, any yeah, basketball I mean, shot. It was. I don't know where to start this team. Like, I don't feel confident in them in any way. But um, okay, let's let, let's start. Let's let's stick on the defensive side. Then we'll okay, move yeah. on the offensive side. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick. There. I do I actually mean, think um, part of the defensive issues are is the historically bad shooting, though. I mean. <laughs> I don't even want to rip Kelly Oubre because who, you feel bad for him. Who shoots this bad? <laughs> he's not this bad a shooter. I've watched him play in the past. He's an inconsistent shooter, but he's not a terrible shooter. He's currently unable to hit a jump shot. I think he's still not hit a jump shot, only dunks. And, you know, like I, I, you can see the pressing happening. You can see Wiggins pressing. You can see Oubre pressing. I, I feel like everything gets a little calmer once they start shooting their normal percentages. You know, if you hit your normal shots and then you have a bad shooting game, 
you move on to the next one. But if you start a season unable to hit a shot, you start pressing heavily. Yeah. Particularly, yeah. particularly if on a team with expectations and on national TV. Like, I, I mean, Kelly Oubre on the Suns was not subjected to Nick Wright. He was not subjected <laughs> to Stephen A. Smith. He wasn't, you know? But because the Warriors have Steph Curry and the Warriors matter, now it's like they have a terrible game, and it's like, ooh, Kelly Uber can't make a shot. What's going he's making, on? He's making eighty-five million dollars. No, I I hear you. I'm with you on that. Which is, I, I kind of threw away the first two games. Like they look like shit, but it, it felt to me that like it was it was a snowball effect, right? It was just after a quarter or two, you can see. Like I think Kelly Uber has a guy who has high confidence, um, and you can see that he's rattled out there. Like, he's absolutely rattled out there. And I, and I feel for the guy. Andrew Wiggins, you just know he's soft. So, he's going to get rattled <laughs> after. Like, you just know. But, but Sam, Andrew Wiggins was good tonight. Right? Like, he was I will take. I will take six, good. I'll take six free throws and two threes from Wiggins. Yeah, he was I'll good tonight. I'll take four assists and zero turnovers. Like, yeah. I'll take nine rebounds. Honestly. He was good. I will take this Wiggins game. This is – if you can promise me 19-4-9 with reasonable efficiency from Wiggins – I will be a happy man because I do not think that will happen. Yeah, no, not again. (laughs) Two more weeks, two weeks later, he's going to throw it out again. But like he, he, you got to the hole. He was aggressive. He didn't really four shots to a couple of mid range shots, but they're fine. They're relatively open. Um, He's going to like, he's not going to not take mid range. Live with him. Yeah. Yeah. You got to live with him. If, if the the good stuff is coming with it, I think Ubre defensively, I will say, yes, he's not like defensively. I think he's giving the effort like a bunch of steals, right? Like he's trying really hard. Slapping the floor, diving. <laughs> like he's playing like a he's, white guy. It's fantastic. They, they uh, really are a college team. It really feels that way, except they have some athleticism. I think defensively, they also like the biggest part, the biggest, and this is everyone, is they don't know where to be. Like it's honestly kind of a bad thing if Steph is the guy defensively that knows where he needs to be. Like Steph should not be the guy. Like he doesn't matter enough defensively. So – He's the guy that knows where to be. And then you've got, you know, you've got Wiggins, Oubre, who are just running around. Damian Lee, who's the vet, he's just running around on defense. So I think he just I think he just pinballs between guys and just gets mad at refs. Wiseman, again, doesn't know where he's going. Uh Pascal played the five tonight. Pascal played the five tonight. Wasn't great, but like you can see that's how he can score. Like I think that's probably the I mean, best that's, isn't that, isn't that, that ki- he can do. Isn't that kind of what he is? Like you space the floor, he can get his body into guys in space and just get the to the line. Yeah. yeah, cause he's not big. He's not finishing over guys. He, he just has to use angles and muscle. So, I mean, yeah, if you're asking him to finish inside with Anthony Davis and Marcus or and Marcus all sitting there, yeah, he's probably going to get packed. But if you space the floor around him, which I don't know if they can, and let him just take someone with an angle, he's going to probably finish it or get free throws. So let's get into it. turns out spacing matters. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So I weigh it again. Uh, Steve Kerr's offense. What did you think tonight? What did you think across the first three games even? How much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, the pod just started. I mean, so here's my thought on <coughs> Steve Kerr. I think it's unfair to judge the team based off of games without Draymond and just three games at the beginning of the season. But it's also unfair to not notice how underprepared they look compared to the rest of the teams in the league. I'm watching the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, these are all teams in which who Warriors management kind of has an ego and thinks they're better than. They look a lot more organized. They look more put together than the Warriors. And I don't know if that's Steve Kerr. I don't know if that's Bob Myers. I don't know what that is. But and I, and I can get into my theories on it. But like they look, the Warriors look like a team who's trying to do calculus when they haven't even mastered pre-algebra. And and pre-algebra well, is good enough. They don't yeah, need. They don't and, need to master calculus. And part of me, it's like. One of the things about this Bulls game was it took Steph till the end of the third quarter to realize, dude, enough of this BS. I have to just force the issue. It, it took him Thank till you. then to realize yes. he needs to go James Harden on these guys. And yep. even then, he'd do that. He'd give the ball up, and he wouldn't get the ball back. Like I tweeted a video of him raising his hands and clapping as Juan Toscano-Anderson doesn't see him. And then he runs off a screen and sees Wiseman posting up, and he's wide open. And I'm just like, 
all the cute off the ball stuff, which makes Steph amazing. It is. It's all stuff that makes Steph better than James, than James Harden and all these players is you can't, if you can't, if, if you don't have guys who can find him, what's the point of it? You might as well just run Steph out of high pick and roll and live with the fact that you're not getting 30% of his game because at least you're getting the other 70%. Him off ball while guys don't find him gets you literally nothing. I The the end of the first quarter, Kevon Looney getting the ball with eight seconds and driving to the hole after Steph had oh. passed it to him was just, I think, everything you just said. Um let me read you a quote from Steve Kerr, who j- it just came out uh, from Anthony Slayer. I guess he asked a question. Offensively, I think we're starting to figure some things out. I know I'm starting to f- get a better feel for what we need to do, how we need to play. And then the question, what would you say are things you need to f- you are starting to figure out offensively? He says, well, I feel like I feel like really simplifying how much stuff we're running and what we're running. We've run certain stuff over the years. And there's been various groups of players who've been comfortable with a certain style. I think with this team, I'm finding we need to get more guys into high step-ups and getting them downhill spacing the floor. We're going to shoot a lot of threes. We shot 47 tonight. What we're trying to do is get more driving kick. We better. We did a better job of that. <laughs> Sam, throwing it back to you. Your th- <laughs> I'm just confused why it took this long. Like I, I'm looking at this roster, and I'm wondering why – Anyone would think this team is capable of running the 2016 Warriors offense. Absolute joke. Like I, I, and I'm saying this as someone who is really trying to call it as, as straight as possible. I like Kelly Oubre. He's going through a horrendous spell right now. Andrew Wiggins can do some things. Uh, not a lot of things, but he can do some things. Um, at no point do I define either of those players as guys I want to run the offense through on a consistent basis. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, Eric Pascal, same thing. They're players who play better off of people and can maybe make an extra pass now and then. But like at no point am I confusing them for Iguodala, Draymond, Livingston, guys who like the defining quality is like their point sure. guard level IQ. I- <sighs> For me, it's it's what does what does Steve Kerr want to do here? Like he knows that Sam, we know he knows. He looks this like Steve Kerr is one of the smartest coaches in the league, right? He's gonna look at Brad Wanamaker, Eric Pasco, Ubre, like you just said. And he knows immediately that these guys aren't Livingston and Nigadala. So my question would be, why does he feel like he need to do that until tonight, right? Or until Steph tells him I need to get the ball, right? To me, that is just someone that either like one doesn't care. Or two, just wants to do things his way no matter what. I think even it's that. I think it's even that. even at the detriment of his team. Now, if he had done the the if he had changed the style, he wouldn't have beat the Nets. He wouldn't have beat the Bucks. But certainly wouldn't have been a fucking game down to the second against the Chicago Bulls, right? At least not. At least I think we both agree on that, right? If you had just put the ball in Steph's hand in the beginning, like that's not a difficult concept. It's not. Like Mark Jackson, I can't believe I'm going to make this comp. Mark Jackson would have coached a better game tonight than Steve Kerr. Like that's here's, how bad it is. Here's how I feel. Um, part of part of uh, Kerr's genius as a coach is the fact that his teams have layers and they can do more things on offense than just running a high pick and roll. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. My thing is, I don't think he has a roster to do that. And tr- asking. Kelly Oubre, Juan Toscano Anderson, these guys to make reads they're not comfortable making is going to get them in a confidence tailspin. How much of Oubre's lack of confidence is him overthinking? Like he's trying to do too much. You can, The guy clearly cares. The guy kind of wants yes. to do stuff. Now he's just in his own head, and he's an inconsistent shooter. So it's not like he's Clay Thompson where it's like, you know. Yeah, or Steph. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, where it's like it doesn't matter. He, they're like at no point is Steph like going to be sad. If he, if he misses five shots in a row, he's going to be like, oh, man, do I not know how to shoot the ball? Like he's, he knows he knows how to shoot and, the ball. <laughs> and guess what, Sam? We saw this. We saw this with Omri Caspi. We saw this right. with even Quinn Cook. We saw this with like guys that were like, I, I would I would say Omri Kasmi is a much better shooter than Kelly Oubre, far better. But that goes without saying. Omri Kasmi shot forty percent of the league yeah. for like multiple. Like he's a good shooter. And guess his, what? His disappearance is the weirdest thing of all time. Yeah, but but I think partly because he played on a team that really, I mean, again, he played with all superstars, but really on a team where it's like, it's a lot of pressure to, and it's also you're trying to do like. 
here, here's a route tree. It's like a wide receiver. Here's the route tree for DK Metcalf, or at least what people thought when DK Metcalf was coming in the league. He's either going to run straight, go down the, go down the field, <laughs> right? Like that's it. And and he's a lot better than than that now. But like the route tree for for Warriors offense is you can do this. If this doesn't happen, do this, and then you have three more options, and then three more there. Like like you said, it's calculus, right? So if you've got to, if you've got to think of eighteen things that you're doing on offense versus let's look at Daniel House on the Rockets. You know what he does? It's two things that he does. He either drives to the hole or he shoots a three. There's no thinking. Right, right. right. He, just, he just does two things. So I think it's like almost even a better focus. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at Wendell Carter Jr. tonight shoot threes. I'm even looking at Kobe White, who's fine. But he's hitting step back threes. Like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. an open three. Like, and part even, of me yeah. is like, okay, so this is Steve being stubborn. And I don't think he gets enough heat for it. So it's, it's obnoxious because if it, you know, in my opinion, they should just be running Steph pick and rolls with Wiseman and build off of that. Let guys get their confidence and try to expand the offense over time to be more than just pick and rolls. Like part of Mark Jackson's deficiencies as a head coach was he installed the ground layer. He got them to defend. He put the pick and roll offense in, but they never evolved beyond that basic thing. Steve Kerr comes in, takes them to the next level. They become unbeatable. Can Steve Kerr take a team that's flawed and just do the base layer stuff? Or is he just going to be like, well, they're not smart enough. So, you know, we'll just take it up. And that's where I'm like that, you know what, there's layers in the NBA beyond this. Because I'm looking at this and I'm I'm wondering at what point does Steph get frustrated and think I need to play with another team, you know, like these are all things I think about. So, Let's talk about it's Steph's fr- body language. I'm going to stop you there because oh. I want to. I want to. Yeah, because that was something that <clears throat> I've never really seen before. Um, that's that's something you don't. I think maybe well, we can even go back to Christmas. We can even go back to Christmas Day. He took a uh, LeBron-like tone post game, mm-hmm. which is not like him to kind of be like, "We need to win. We're not playing smart. We need to be better." He he kind of. Uh, for lack of a better term, you know, kind of got up in people's ass a little bit there. My problem, though, with that, and I love it. I love that. I think he's right right now. My problem is you can't come out and then do what he did in the first half, which is, is you you can't. Here's the thing. He passed. He passed. He passed. He, he was passed. trying he to get everyone involved. going. Yep. And he, I think he had like four assists within the first like six minutes. So it was like, okay, that makes sense. But he started to like, he, he kept doing that. And then you had guys that don't know how to pass. that didn't make the right plays. I started getting a little bit annoyed, but I was like, I mean, do you expect Kelly Uber to suddenly figure making that play out? Like you, you suddenly expect a guy who has low basketball IQ to suddenly, you know, become smart. Like that's not going to happen. So for me, it's like, Seth, like do what you did in the second half or even at the end of the third quarter, do it in the beginning of the game. Like, what are we waiting for here? And that's something I think we got frustrated with a few years ago. But it didn't matter as much because they had smart players that could compliment and they still won. But you can't do that anymore. He can't just say, if I get do you, think Kevin, do you shots, think Kevin Durant would just chill and just say, this is the real NBA as I pass to Ubre Bricking? No, it's <laughs> like, so that, I think take that's over. a fair criticism. I think right. I think that's fair criticism. Yeah. I think um Steph is has a hard time. I don't want to say it's a hard time, but um He's trying to figure out the balance between taking over and being the good soldier. And in this game, he realized he needed to take over in late third. And the Bulls suck, so it barely worked. Against other teams, I don't think that's going to work. It might work against Detroit, but like Portland, who they play on Friday, and both you and I think Portland's overrated. Probably not as good as the hype, right? But, like, if they come out with the effort they had today, they're going to be down 20 in the middle of the third I don't, to Portland. I, I don't know if it was the effort that, that was it, or maybe. It, I mean, it's just – sorry, effort the style, the, the scheme. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but you can't change that. You can, what, what can you do to change that thing outside of just – I mean, a couple of – actually, you know what? Before we get into it, Sam, before we get into it, a couple of reads. Well, before, let's, before we get to the reads, I want to bring this up. One more thing. All right. So Steph had nine free throws. He did not get to the line before the end of the third. So yeah. those nine right. free throws right. came in his last 10 minutes of play. Um, I don't think, I think, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. Um, his usage rate went through the roof at the end of the game. 
And when his usage went, went through the roof, the Warriors got back into the game. What I'm saying is if he plays as passive as he did in the first half of the game, a team like Portland, who I would not put on Milwaukee or Brooklyn's tier, of course, but they're a playoff team probably. They're probably going to be up 15 points on the Warriors at halftime if Steph plays that passive. So what I'm getting at is they need to – I understand he wants to get people involved. I understand he's looking bigger picture. And then there's probably also body preservation. I don't think Steph wants to kill himself. But uh, I don't think this team can – can hang with middle-of-the-road teams if he's playing decoy ball. Look, like I I, I get what you're saying with the long-term stuff. And so two things. You mentioned the long-term stuff and the body preservation. I don't think you're saying that, like, that's a smart way to go about it. Here's the other part. Here's the other side. Long-term, you're not in the playoffs (laughs) if you don't play that style of ball. And then body preservation, I mean, yeah, you could probably sit the last 20 games of the season if you're in the lottery, right? (laughs) Like, if you're going to keep playing. Like, to me, it's like – you either play the style and you try to make a postseason or you don't. And if they tell me that, hey, Steph, you don't want to play that style, like, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Then go get Kate Cunningham. Like, <laughs> keep, do it. Keep, go. keep contactless for Kuminga. <laughs> yeah. Get, well, look, look, Cat looks like he broke his hand tonight. So what, well, you could, you'll probably get a top 10 pick. So go ahead and get, get, uh, get Jalen Johnson. Wolves look feisty, man. Yeah. And well, well, with Cat out, that's, well, they're probably going to win 10, however long he's out, right? So, you know, BJ Boston, his stock is dropping. That's another name, Sam. No more names than just the two guys. So, so, so get, get your guys. Get your guys. If you want. But what I'm saying is, like, you ha- if you think you're a team that's slightly above 500, which I think that they're probably going to be, you got to play that style. Because if you're going to, like you said, keep doing what he's doing right now, you're going down against Portland, where I think, like, the Warriors in Portland, probably the same level of talent, maybe a little bit less. But if you're playing the Rockets, you're playing Dallas, you're playing these teams that – I think we're I struggling think Steph, right now. I think and we both agree Steph is better than Dame and CJ. And I think he's um, better than Harden. So it's like there are these things where it's like, dude, like go out there and play. But like his, teams, of- his team's not good enough for him to not show it. And even with Draymond, they or, need or him. Try. Or try. Like he's trying in a way that was successful three years ago. Right. With those right. guys. Like, and I'm, I don't think, Sam, you and, you and I aren't saying that he's not able to play the style. It's right. You got you got to actually play that style. We literally saw today that he could do that easily. Got so, to the hole, finish at all three levels. Like it's not hard for him. I want to throw this out before we move to the break. Yeah, twenty five shots, nine free throw attempts, thirty six points in thirty six minutes. I think that's what his usage rate is gonna have to be many nights, and I think he's gonna have right. to look for his shot first. If it's one of those nights where Ubre is hitting shots, which will come, I promise you guys, <laughs> um, <laughs> or like you know, like Wiggins is feeling it, or Wiseman's feeling it. Wiseman wasn't good tonight, um, you know, and these things happen. Then yes, he can he can shift from fir- he can shift from fifth gear going downhill aggressive to playing in second gear and letting those guys get going. Yep. But I think he's got to do it the way that Harden, Dame, and those guys do, which is more like. I'm going to force the issue and then if my guy and then get my guys going and then as they get going I will pull off of the gas. See the difference between that and Russell Westbrook is Russ never pulled off the gas. Russ Russ is too dumb to realize that like if a guy's hitting a shot like I should stop doing this, right? Like I'm not worried about Steph being able to exactly. read the game. I'm not worried about being able to read the game. I need him to just force the game. And I think he's played on a certain team for too long that it's muscle memory. Yeah, it's muscle it's just, memory. It's just, give it's him a instinct. little time. Like you could yeah. see. Yeah, that's the, fair. I like the second half of ten, of the Chicago game because it 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 was Steph finally realizing like enough of this BS. I got to just get to the hole repeatedly until good things happen. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a very fair point. I think it's it's something that we've brought up for years, but I think Steph has actually not, not actually ever cared about that. Like to the extent that he's ever going to change, right? I think now is where he's going to start to actually think about it and make a change. And that's going to happen. Like if you've been doing it for the last six years, it's not something that you're going to change within three games. Um, so you're right. I agree with that. I mean, you, also, see, you just see it in his body language where he passes it to someone and cuts and they don't find him. And he's like, how do you guys not see this? How Like he's almost confused by how dumb they are. 
on some level. So, I mean, it's, 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 it just, it takes time is all I get, Well, I, it takes time. I think for Steph to change the way he's going to play. I think it's never going to change the way that Ubre and Wiggins and, and Pasco are going to play. Sure. Wiseman, the book is out on him. I think he can get there. We don't know if he's a high IQ player or not yet. We just know that he's insanely talented, but he's also pretty useless on defense right now. He's so slow. Um, but let's get into some rotation stuff because I want to talk to you about the bench and, and who Steve Kerr is playing before we get to that. Bet online. The NBA is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs. Uh, the MLB also is coming back. Sam, Blake Snell just got traded to the San Diego Padres. So... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to Jeff Passan. So maybe I'll throw some money on the Padres and winning the World Series because Blake Snell won't be taken out for no reason in the uh, in the fifth inning this World Series. Uh, so you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in. Every possible awesome chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. And start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Hit the bet online today. Uh, take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire. BetOnline.ag. BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, you know what's coming next. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Right now, Indeed's new way of matching with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see and fast. We'll see it and fast. Jeez. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit, Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Best offer available anywhere. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Offer valid through 30, December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. I think people need to give you and I a pass when it comes to reads because we're both English second language. So, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just a point, fact. We might be third. <laughs> Anyway, um, I have the same issues with the reads. I don't know how else to put it. It's it's just like uh, I'm also like re- I'm also like reading Sam's text at the same time I'm doing the reads. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's let's move this forward. Okay, last time we ponded, um, you know, was uh, premium. So the non-premium listeners didn't hear, but we've now had three games of James Wiseman. How are you feeling about – I'm sorry, Weissman. How are you feeling about a rookie? I heard it's actually Weissman now. So until we actually figure everyone's, out – Yeah, I don't – I mean, everyone's I'll, call him, I'll call him whatever he wants, but I, every day there's a new – like the official pronunciation is this. I'm like, I just I, I just want to show respect to people's names. Tell me how to pronounce it. As someone that's name is, is Sam, but not actually pronounced Sam as Fendiari, yes, I respect that. Uh, maybe maybe he can tell us how to pronounce his name as Mandarin. I'll, I'll figure that out. Um, love it. I, I think that Wiseman has a chance to be – I don't think he's that talented as, like, um, offensively AD. as, like, DeAndre Ayton. I'm not even going AD because AD is, like, like MVP, maybe, like, sure. second-tier MVP stratosphere. So I won't go that high. But it's, like, I think he's got the size and the feel of uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Right? right. Like, he can move the same way. Uh, which is all cool because Count Towns never gets hurt. So I hope the same way, knock on wood for Wiseman. Um, and then he has that like same like, but then he is also a little bit weird defensively where he seems a little stiff, Sam. So I don't know. You're going to have to correct me on this if you don't see it that way. But he seems a little stiffer than I had hoped. Maybe like someone similar to like a Gobert or Go- Gobert. I guess that, but like Aiden doesn't really move that well. So I'm hoping like maybe if Wiseman can figure out a little bit quicker what he needs to do or where he needs to be. That's going to be better, but he's just a little slow right now. But I mean, he's eighteen, um, with no camp. I'm I'm okay. I'm willing to give him a pass on defense. Um, the, but yes, the, I'm I'm seeing the same thing as you. Does he move like 
Anthony Davis, no. Yeah, just nobody but like, does. Yeah, so I think he um, – I do get why people like Vicini and uh, KOC, who we've had on the pod, said they think he'll be a really good rim protector, but they're not convinced he can switch. Yes, I agree and now. I, I can do, see that now. I do see yeah. that. I'm not ready to go there because he's 19. Um, but I can see – end of the day he's so like it, it was very clear with Anthony Davis like just give him time because he can physically do everything in terms of switch he had like the um the flexibility and the dexterity to be that kind of guy with with Wiseman it's very clear he'll be able to protect the rim whenever the game slows down for him I don't know if he'll be able to switch but I'm not willing to write it off I just don't think it's a given either here's way. here's the thing I think he can might be able to do he might be able to average like 20 points a, a season like I think he or a game like he has the he had he had a um he had a uh, right shoulder lefty kind of like half hook that like all big yeah practice. he's, but, more, like, you he's a little more skilled than I thought yeah. yeah way more like he has that shot he can handle he can take it to the hole like if he takes two dribbles I'm not petrified like every time I see Kevon Looney touch the ball I'm petrified so he takes two dribbles I think he's great he can probably move it up the move it up the court too uh that three we saw right he made another one today Sam right he has like, jumped airborne a couple shots he's yeah, gonna but. he's gonna eventually um get cold from the three from three point range but like I've seen enough of his jump shot to be like, I think he can shoot yeah. the ball. I think he can shoot the ball. And if you're telling me you have a seven-one big man who can run the floor with the best of them, protect the rim and shoot. I don't know. Like it's possible Patrick Williams becomes a better player in five years, but it's very hard to see a world in which we're upset that they took Wiseman. Like it's very hard to see a world in which he's a bad player. You know I think, saying? yeah, and I, but I, I think the, the, um, and, and by the way, I'm not saying Patrick Williams would be better than him. I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe some weird things happen and someone ends up a little better than him, but like at no point will he be like, oh man, they took Darko instead of, you know, uh, no, not a chance because, or something, right? <laughs> because I think this draft, I mean, to give me again, draft a little bit so far, I think a lot of these guys are, are, are going to be like winning role players. It's kind of cliche, but I think that's Good. where all of these guys are. Good, good players, yes. but like maybe not guys you build around. Yeah, I think I think even Anthony Edwards is in that group for me. Where it's like I think these guys are going to be very fantastic role guys that'll win a lot of games or be on a lot of winning teams, if not on the current like team. Isaac, the Isaac team. Okoro screams that. Yeah, it's like all the, like I've watched Tyler Halliburton, and I'm just like, dude, this guy is going to be a sixth man on so many winning teams. You're watching, like close games. You're watching him. You're like, you guys want Ubre for him? Yeah, it's like, oh, I mean, right now, yes, absolutely. Like, like not even close. Like, forget even about the money. If you tell me that you can get them both on a rookie scale, like, I'll, Steph, I'll take How much is Steph watching Halliburton be like, that guy, I would love to play with that guy because he can see the court. Yeah, he's, he, no, it's like he, he can, he's smart. He can shoot a shot. He, like, he's fantastic defensively. Ubre's not fantastic. He just tries really hard defensively. Anyway, we're not talking about Halliburton. Uh, but, like, that's classic guy like that, right? I was, I'm, like, looking at him. I'm, like, if the Suns had drafted him, that would have been nice. Um, but in a redraft right now, like you probably have to take Wiseman at one, but I think the true potential, the true ceiling is like the dude might average 25, 28, like, like that's a lot of points that the guy let's, might be able Let's to talk about him versus uh, Aiton. That was really interesting that you brought Aiton up because Aiton was the last big to go as high in the draft. Um, and he's another guy who's just a physical freak. Yep. So I'm trying to think about it and I'm watching this and I'm thinking – Aiton's a better athlete. Yes. Just at least taller. Better Is he taller? I think he's just better off his feet a little bit. But um, I, I think Wiseman is a better basketball player than I saw Aiton be his first year or so in the league. Like in just terms of feel, in terms of skill set, I think Wiseman has – a Aiton couldn't shoot, and Aiton – really had no feel on defense. Now, Wiseman looks like a rookie on defense, but some of the blocks and stuff he comes up with on defense, I don't think Aiton's averaged a block a game. Wiseman's going to end his rookie year with averaging over a block a game. Not the greatest metric to say a guy can defend, but like end of the day, good defenders get blocks. He also, I think Wiseman is someone that may want to be good defensively versus do you get the feeling that DeAndre Aiton wants to be good defensively? No, yeah, you're right. 
I with Aiton, I get the feel that defense is something he has to do but doesn't want to do. With Wiseman, it's the opposite. Yeah, the Andrew Wiggins of centers. Uh, I think Aiden is maybe in the in the Towns realm where he's in just like a much less talented Towns realm where he's just going to be average. Like he's going to average empty hollow double doubles for the rest of his career. Like he might even have like a twenty ten couple twenty ten seasons like Kevin Love, right? Where it's just like yeah, he's putting up big numbers on teams, but I don't I don't know. Although the Suns are going to be good this year, we'll see. I think with Wiseman is damn, he really does seem like he's got the mindset to be really good and and really good on defense and also give a shit about defense where a lot of times with these big men uh, in order to stay on the floor, it's like, you're going to get attacked, right? Like Rudy Gobert almost can't stay on the floor in the postseason, almost can't. And it's because of defense and he's a defensive player of the year guy. Um, although I guess without Steph, that doesn't matter as much. And they go Jokic is so elite on offense that he stays on the floor, even though his defense is terrible. I think Wiseman probably threads the needle between those two guys. Like he won't be as good as Jokic on offense. Maybe won't be as good as maybe won't be as good as Gobert, Sam. Maybe he will be just as good as Gobert on defense. Um, but I think that's what will allow him to stay on the court versus someone like I think with DeAndre Ayton, where I don't think he's good enough on offense or defense. He doesn't shoot threes, like you said. He's not good defensively. He won't stay on the court ever, even in a playoff series. Well, yeah, good enough to win. And I don't and I don't feel confident that his defense will come around. But nope. yeah, I mean, taking him back to Wiseman, I do feel pretty good about the pick and where he's going and. Look, it's clearly going to be a rough few weeks. Um, it's going to at least be fun to watch him play. Uh, did not look good against the Bulls, but may have been their best player <laughs> against the Bucks. So uh, that's that's a lot for a rookie, right? Yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, let's let's move it a, a little bit. What did you think about Damian Lee? Um, Jordan Poole rotation, Eric Pasco off the bench. I was frustrated a little bit with with Jordan Poole getting minutes, but he kind of looked better in the second half. Like, where's where's Ken Bazemore, Sam? What Sam Source is saying? I don't know why he's not playing. I'd play him over Jordan Poole. I maybe even give him minutes over Brad Wanamaker. I think they're desperate for shooting. This is kind of why I was – this kind of why on the preseason preview, I was like, they're making trades because they're just redundant. I like Bazemore. I think he can help them. But do you really need Bazemore out there with Oubre and Wiggins? You know what I'm saying? Like – they need someone to shoot tonight. Currently, Damian Lee has the hot hand. Uh, it might be Michael Mulder with the hot hand soon, right? Michael Mulder had a terrible game today, in my opinion. Um, eh, terrible might be a stretch, but <laughs> not good. He, he wasn't um, he wasn't shooting at the level he needed to shoot to stay on the floor uh, because he's not as good at everything else. And um, you know, Jordan Poole still isn't shooting it with the proficiency you want. So I'm just wondering where, where, where Bazemore fits in at this point. I would play – Jordan Poole made a couple of shots today, made a couple threes. I think Ken Bazemore is just as good shooting those threes as Jordan Poole. Like I don't think there's a market – I don't think there's a market difference between the two. And I think Jordan Poole is just also not that – She's not a good basketball player. <laughs> like, he just doesn't do enough for me. It's too uh, slow. Either like, defensively I mean, I or offensively. To, I don't know how else to put it. His shot's slow. He plays slow. Yeah. Like, he, it's not worse. Kent Bazemore at least plays fast. He's also not a smart player, but he's a better player than Jordan Poole. I'm trying to look up Jordan Poole's minutes today, Sam. He played 13 minutes, minus 10. It's a lot of minutes, man. Three for seven, two for six from three. Had a floater and and two and two above the break threes, one assist, two rebounds, right? And if you watch him play, like there's just nothing he's doing. At least Ken Bazemore is gonna bother someone defensively. Like that's one of the reasons why they brought him in, right? Length. Um, he's like in that Kelly Oubre style where he's just gonna play hard, might not make the right play, but he'll make some plays. Where I don't think Jordan Poole is just he's not making any plays, right? Uh I think I think Jordan Poole is also what, a 30% three-point shooter where it has Ken Bazemore. Probably in the same range, 30, 35%. I don't understand why he's not getting any run, especially if they're running in rotation that is 11 deep right now. <laughs> 11 deep. It doesn't make sense. To me, it reeks of the Alan Smiley Geach uh, thing where it's just they're playing him because they drafted him. He's on the team because they drafted him. It's the only reason why he's playing. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Brad Wanamaker, I'm with you. A little more shooting. He's still good defensively, so he probably should get those minutes. Michael Mortar, you kind of have to play, just because at least Wanamaker like can. At least Wanamaker can do a couple things. Yeah. So yeah. I think I might gripe for steals. It's more pool. 
my gripe is more pool. It's just get him off the court. Get Bazemore in there. You got him in for a reason, even if it's a vet man. The guy play. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They're playing Jordan Poole because they drafted him because they need him to be good. <laughs> but right now he's not good. So I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. It's, it's a little complicated. Um, it gets to my bigger issue with the front office, which is I don't know if they know how to evaluate talent. But that's another podcast. We're not going to get into that tonight. I promised I wouldn't get into that tonight. So, well, um, let's move this forward. We have some questions here. Let's do some questions and then get our thoughts on what we're seeing around the league. And we'll go from there. Okay. I got some. All right. From Bobby Peru. What would it take for Kerr to be on the coaching hot seat? I.e. like potentially get fired. He's not going to be on the coaching hot seat. What would it take? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. what He's not going to be on the coaching hot seat. I, he's not. He's not. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to uh, entertain that question, Sam, unless you want to. We have actually had a second question from DS3000, which was, it, if it's clear Kirk can adjust coaching style, do the Warriors at least need to get someone in the front office who represents his interest to get, uh, to get the players Golden State gets seems like that might have been Schlenk's role, basically saying, you know. Okay. So so maybe maybe this one's maybe this one's okay. So there there may be maybe a disconnect between what Steve Kerr wants his players versus what front office and Bob Myers wants. I think that's fair. Yeah. I also think that they sometimes, you know, beggars can't be choosers. It's easy to pick the players you want when you have cap space. Sometimes when you don't have cap space, you just have to take good players and hope your coach is creative enough to figure out a system to make it work, even though it doesn't fit together all the best. So while I do think the front office has made some mistakes, notably like literally every draft pick, not named Wiseman, but, um, you know, it, it's kind of got to be both ways on that front, right? Like you can't be so married to, I only coach this type of player. You also, as a front office, have to do better at finding guys who can clearly play in the NBA. Neither of them are going to be on the hot seat because Steve Kerr is on like a $50 million a year contract for the next five years. Uh, and he's also a good coach. And the front office is Kirk Lacob. So last time I checked, father is not fire, hiring firing his son. So... Nobody's leaving. They're going to be there. <laughs> the problem is how they work together moving forward, like you said. Um, and the toxic stuff is playing Jordan Poole because he was drafted in the first round. It's drafting Alan Smilagic and giving him a roster smart. And now, because Marquise Chris got hurt, how are you going to sign Dwayne Dedman, Sam? We even get into that. How are they going to get a big now? How, what's going to happen? Do you need to cut Michael Mulder? Do you need to cut someone that's actually good because you need that trash <laughs> player on the on the on the end of the bench it doesn't make any sense right like that's the small stuff but it, it speaks to the larger problem that the warriors may have where it's like I'm, I'm literally literally watching oh my god i can pull up any box score literally i'm gonna pull up a box score here sam i'm not even i'm not even <laughs> i'm just gonna pull i'm pulling up the hornets i'm pulling up the hornets right now and i'm looking at Devonte graham Right. Who the Warriors passed on for the, Jacob Evans, by the way. Yes, yes. He was Devontae Graham, who was like not a touted player, and he was fantastic last season. Remember that? He's and he still goes fantastic. three fantastic. He's yeah. still fantastic. Like, he's a shooter. Played 35 minutes tonight. Five for 15 from field goal. Three for nine from three. Plus 14, 13 points. And just the random guys on a shit franchise, like the Hornets, can find a guy like that. Meanwhile, we're stuck watching. <laughs> we're like, we stuck watching Michael Mulder play minutes because that's the only guy that the Warriors can get that can shoot a shot. So. I don't, know, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but... <laughs> yeah, so it's a good one. Okay, from BK Krasnow. Based on the first two games and overall reactions to the play on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel about the Wiseman pick right now and why? Oh, yeah, we talked about this one a little bit earlier. We talked to Wiseman. I would say 10 out of 10. Um, they exceeded all expectations. I think the only bad thing that you can say is defense, and that's fine. That's what we expected. It's the shooting though that I think takes him into the the, the next level. Yeah, none of this ma- none of this matters if he doesn't have a shooting touch. Yep. Like I'm like just gonna be honest. Sh- like if you can finish around the room, great. Like amazing, right? Like cool. So every, can, every so good can a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Every good big can Except do that. for Looney. 
Even yeah, even Bismack Biombo. Now I'm now I just got Hornets names on my mind. And actually Bismack Biombo has no touch. So I don't know why I said that. Um, but like you know what I mean, right? Like, so if he can have like a uh, a Serge Ibaka shot, right? Like if he's shooting a Serge Ibaka like shot from three, and then he has the handle and he's six one with a nine six standing reach, right? Who's blocking this? Who's stopping him going to the rim? And then if he's as good defensively Ibaka, I'm like, what oh my God? <laughs> what is this? Um, this exactly. Is- yeah. I mean, it's exactly what you want. So I'm happy with it too. The shooting is really what's getting me excited here because I felt pretty confident he'd be able to finish inside. And over time, I think he'll be a rim protector. But if he was just going to be a guy who finished inside and protected the rim, I was going to be pretty unexcited with that pick. The fact that I truly believe he can shoot the ball, that's very exciting. That makes him much more impactful player and when the Warriors should maybe not trade uh, unless they get back like Giannis or something. So, um, all right, moving wow. on to the, Wow. Would you trade for the, Ben Simmons? Yeah, no comment. Um, <laughs> let's see here. All right. James Harden? Why did the Dubs decide to trade for Ubre over Rubio? Rubio is a better player on both ends. What? It seems the Warriors want Ubre, thinking they could develop him, even though they haven't showed ability to do that in years. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Age. <laughs> if they were going to take a flyer on a guy, they'd rather take the 24, 25-year-old and the 30-year-old. Um, he's a wing. They'd rather have the wing than another point guard. I do get the idea that we get, that Rubio would help them more this year, but they're – for better or worse, married to their process at this point. If Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are playing right now, would you rather have traded for Rubio or Rubre? I think Rubre. I still think I, – I, like, do you really need – Rubio helps them a lot if Draymond's not there. If Draymond's there, do you really want Rubio and Draymond together? <sighs> Ricky, Jared, Jack, Rubio. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Let's see here. What players' assets are most likely to be put on the table on deals? Pascal, Looney. Who wants Pascal? Who wants Looney? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is, is Brad the, the better question? Yeah. This is a tough thing for the Warriors. I don't know that there's an appetite for their players right now. Like you can, it can get very dark here. But like, if you go through the roster, I'm not sure there's a lot of players that teams want other than Steph or Wiseman. Steph obviously is one of the best players in the league. Wiseman is now one of the most promising young players in the league. Beyond that, everyone is kind of a question mark, right? Like Ubre has value because he's an expiring because you can take a gamble on him and then negotiate your own deal. But everyone else, like, I don't know, like who's like, Oh, I got to get Jordan Poole in my system. Who's who's dying here? Like uh, you know what we need? We're missing an Eric Pascal. We are missing an Eric Pascal. Yeah, I think there's a. Uh, I mean, I I also think there's. You know, we're gonna get into kind of league observations, but I'm I'm looking at the San Antonio Spurs and I I'm enjoying their rebuild. I think they had a couple years where they messed up and they're trying to. They didn't really. Play there was a little stubbornness there from Pop. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And now Sam, look at this roster. You got Derek White at 6'4", point guard, can shoot. You got Lonnie Walker, 6'5", 22. Devin Vassell, who's going to be the next Danny Green, 6'7", 20 years old, right? DeJounte Murray, 6'5", steals monster, 24 years old, right? Keldon Johnson, 6'6", 21, starting shooting guard. Like, you look at those guys, and I'm like, yeah, they're not going to – none of those are going to be Steph Curry. But those five guys probably right there are the best five guys after Steph. On those two rosters. I mean, I guess you could put Wiseman in that role, maybe even at two, right? But you look at the way they've now built out that roster. That's a lot of shooting and defensive versatility on, I think, a franchise that realized, yeah, shit, we got we to gotta figure this out and develop this because we can't, we can't move forward and try to do the same thing with Rudy Gay and LaMarcus Aldridge and, and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, LaMarcus isn't going to be Tim Duncan. And, and yeah, yeah we, we don't just – we can't just pretend we got Timmy and Manu and, you know, run it so. back. So the, I think the Warriors need to get there where they don't have anything right now. Nobody wants those guys. Don't don't be like the Giants. Nobody wants Kevin Franzen. Nobody wants <laughs> I don't know why. They're, nobody I don't know why. Joe Panic? Joe Panic, Joe Panic. Well, he was an all-star actually. So but it, like, it isn't good though. Hey, right. come on. Come on. Come on. 
come on. Um, <laughs> but you got you got you got to get guys. You got to develop them. And, and I'm looking at these names right here, and none of these guys were lottery picks. None of these guys that I named. I guess Vassell. I guess I don't even know if Vassell was lottery. But it's like none of these guys were there. That 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 like a, they're all in the twenties. So. That's what the Warriors have to do because they got stubborn in their ways. Um, and hopefully they figure that out in the next five years. Yeah. All right. Let's, 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 let's pivot this to um, league as a whole. I want to end here. What are your opening week thoughts? We are officially a week into the NBA season. I want some takes. Mm. I'm going to do some takes off of what I thought. I was right, Sam. I was right. The middle of the, the middle the second tier of the West after the Lakers, not very good. Not as uh, good as people taking, were saying. You're taking a victory lap because the Clippers just looked terrible on a Sunday. Uh, actually, I, probably, I should probably throw the Lakers and the Clippers issue. I, I, should do, I should do Lakers tier one, Clippers tier two. 1.5. Tier yeah, 1.5. 1.5-ish, and then everybody else tier two, right? Um, in, in that tier two, I would say like um, Suns, Jazz, Blazers, Mavs, Nuggets, like – I would say none of those guys looked that impressive uh, in a way that people were saying, oh, the Blazers are, could win the Western Conference or the Nuggets are going to take a leap. I mean, the Nuggets look like – I mean, I don't yeah, – Michael Porter Jr., have him on fantasy team, fantastic upside and potential, but he's not a winning player right now. Like, I, he's not putting them over the hump anytime soon. Um, Phoenix Suns, they're fine. Like, they have some cool guys. But, like, none of these guys – I will say that's my impression in week one, Sam, is that none of these guys – are that scary, which makes it even worse that the Warriors look so bad because if they had looked somewhat decent, then it would have been a fun conversation to have about the Warriors being in that tier, but they're not, not right now. I will say my thought on those teams is they can just shoot the ball. They shoot the ball better than the Warriors. And <laughs> who doesn't? I think friend of the show, Marcus Thompson, wrote a piece, which I thought was excellent, where he said the Warriors don't really value shooting. And to me, that's where your real giancy mistake is. So it's like the entire league is looking for shooting because the ultimate thing that matters is spacing. You get spacing, everything gets easy. Literally, imagine what Steph could do if you put P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and a few guys who can hit threes around him. No one's guarding Steph one-on-one. The issue with Steph is he drives three defenders to him, right? So if you put shooters around him, it, we know it's unguardable. We saw him with Clay Thompson. It's unguardable. We saw him with Clay Thompson and KD. People called it unfair, you know? Like, <laughs> and, and now you're just putting stuff around dudes who can't shoot the ball. So what I see is a league that's not moving in the direction Steve Kerr wants it to move. It's moving in the opposite direction, which is more spacing, more shooting, and – we well, need to maybe reevaluate what we think. Like, you, you just talked about the Spurs. The Spurs have a bunch of wings who can get after you defensively and hit open shots, which I think is what the Warriors need to start focusing on more than what they have been, which is trying to find intricate, like cutesy stuff. And that's kind of well, where I'm at with them. With well, them, it, right? it's like it's like the it's like the relative ability to find these players too. It's in order to find a player as smart as Andre Godala, 5% chance maybe, right? In order to find 1%. a shooter, 1% chance. No, I should, be, I should be more specific. To find a player that is 75% of Andre Godala's IQ, 5%, 10%, right. right? To find a player that can shoot as well as Clay Thompson, that's it. Just shoot as well as Clay Thompson. I mean... Like seventy five percent of Clay Thompson, I should say. So like maybe a thirty seven percent three point shooter. I mean, right? Like you could probably get that guy off the street if you're smart. But the Warriors are saying, well, let, let me let me take that ten percent ja- stab instead. Let me let me <laughs> take that stab and try to get that guy. Whereas, or uh, like you just said, like the Spurs or, or any of these teams, the Nuggets are saying, I don't know. Let's just take the let's just take the easy pick. Let's just get Monte Morris. I'm just throwing random names out at this point, but let's just get a guy that can shoot 38% and we'll just figure out the rest from there. And the Warriors are saying, yeah, 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 forget that. Let's just get fucking Alfonso McKinney or whatever the hell that they do nowadays. So I, yeah, I'm with you. Um, you what's your, how about your trend? Yeah, I threw one out there. How about yours? Well, I said, I said shooting matters more than ever. Okay. That was okay. mine. My second one is. Give me a hot one. Give me a hot one. 
know, what is my hottest one right now? I was going to say the Clippers look better, but they completely embarrassed themselves today. So. I know, I know. I had that too, but you know, I guess I'll tie into my shooting one. I think variance is going to be bigger as things go on. Like literally this league is more shooting heavy than ever. So I'm going to lean into my take, which is I think shooting matters more than it did three years ago. I think the irony of the Warriors is they made shooting popular and they're bad at it now. Uh, I think it's not ending. Like literally tonight, Sunday night, we watched the Warriors win a game because Damian Lee hit a shot. This league is not trending more in the direction of like back cuts and like subtle brush screens. It's trending more in the direction of shooting. So you can, you know, you can lament it or you can lean into it and be like, we're going to shoot the ball and I'm going to slowly teach these guys to do things other than shoot. Greg Popovich once said, after his kind of era of Tim Duncan and, and David Robinson had kind of fallen by the wayside that he had to adjust this game and he hated the way they played basketball when right. they won the title over the Cavs and the Bron- No, the Heat. And the, I don't, I can't keep up how many fucking teams LeBron plays for. And every fucking team, <laughs> different team every fucking year. But he couldn't figure out, like he hated it, right? He despised the amount of threes that they shot on their way to playing the Heat twice in the NBA Finals. But guess what? He did it. And that finals performance, that second one, was one of the greatest that like we've ever seen, wasn't it? Like outside of like the Warriors, right? 20, 2017 performance, like it was one of the greatest thing we've ever like. They couldn't miss. It was beautiful basketball, but Pop hated it. And I think Steve Kerr is probably in the same way. He probably hates the amount of threes that they shoot. But guess what, guy, you're gonna have to figure like that's that you're just gonna have to do it. Like yeah, it, you know what? If you put Iguodala, Livingston. On the team right now with Draymond and Clay, yeah, they'll be the best team in the league again. Yeah, but you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, and you can't find those guys again. Um, so I'm with you. Uh, maybe the take that I have, maybe it's not a hot take, but I was very incorrect about this. Is I thought the the Bucks were going to win the title. I could still be right. Week one, but as it stands right now, I mean, Katie and LeBron in the final is going to be pretty sweet. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie against AD in the final is going to be pretty sweet. Right, uh, I think Brooklyn has the firepower and the talent. To, I think the Lakers played a lot of teams last season that didn't have firepower like they did. And you're talking about the Nets. I think they can score at will, man. Like they can drop 140 on you. Um, that, that's if KD and Kyrie are healthy, right? Like like Kyrie looks healthy, but I don't know when the last time was he played a full season. So, but yeah, as it stands, man, that'd be a great matchup. Absolutely, and KD's that good. So we'll we'll see where they go, but we'll leave it there. We'll be back middle week, hopefully. Yep, after the Detroit game, they'll look a little better. <laughs> All right, brother. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.